Hey everyone, this is Greg, your host of Goddamn GameCube. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2. All episodes in this season were conducted virtually over the internet because of the coronavirus pandemic, so please excuse any audio glitches or oddities you may hear during these episodes. Thank you and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Goddamn GameCube, the best goddamn video game podcast there is. This is another episode in our Halo retrospective. Uh, we're talking about Halo 4 today. Uh, welcome back, Derek and Nick. Uh, Beppy and I are your hosts today. I'm Greg. Uh, Beppy, why don't you take it away? Yes, sir. We are discussing uh, 343 Industries uh, sort of inaugural uh, game. They actually, the first thing they did was the anniversary of the first game. Um, but this was their first sort of original title. Um, I think most of us are mostly positive on this one. So if you have an axe to grind with it, I hope you'll bear with us as we <laughs> kind of, you know, talk about the things that we like. I do have a few pretty major gripes that still don't ruin the experience for me. Um, I don't know if you guys want to say anything in particular about the, the standout aspects of this game. Yeah, I um, so I experienced this game for the first time uh, during uh, this quarantine. I had never, I had never played it. Um, I, what was interesting to me is the multiplayer actually jumped out to me as something I really enjoyed, and I hadn't really? played competitive multiplayer in a really long time. And I played this as a part of the Master Chief Collection, and like some of my friends, I haven't played games with in a while. We all started playing together, which was cool. And um, I actually thought this game had like, we'll, we'll talk about the ups and downs, but I thought it had plenty of punch. There were some emotional ups and downs, some successes, not everything, but I'm actually mostly positive on it. I thought it was a pretty good game. Just in general, um, story-wise, I, I think it uh, it far outperforms Halo 3. Um, gameplay, uh, not so much. This is, you know, any gripe I have with Halo 4, mainly has to do with uh, just the <clears throat> the, uh, the the player experience. Like, for example, like, um, I don't know about you guys, but I do not find the Prometheans fun to fight. Oh, all. the Bionicles? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah exactly. Right. But yeah. I mean, you know, and, and even even on on the topic of the story, I mean, the plot, uh, it's a little weird. It, it, I think in many ways it doesn't it doesn't feel enough like Halo, but I uh, it, it's got some really nice character stuff between Chief and Cortana, which is which is the first for Halo or was at that point because I mean up, up to then I mean Master Chief you know you know we all love him, but up to that point he was a pretty one dimensional character, so it was it was nice to really d develop him in, in a new way, give him some more humanity. I'm going to disagree with Greg on the multiplayer. It's, it actually might be my my least favorite multiplayer experience really? in the whole Halo franchise, right? And um, uh, it's, it's close to the the lowest for me, probably. Yeah. Wow, that's just, surprising. Just a, I thought it's a little too, fucking rip, dude. Just a little too convoluted, in my opinion. Wow. Uh, well, I, I think um, some, my basically my opinion of the multiplayer is that number one, I don't think the maps are very good. Uh, number two, I think the gameplay is a little just too close to Reach, as well as uh, some other like contemporary games of the time. I didn't feel like it, it kind of stood out enough. I mean, it, it performed fine. It was just like a feel thing for me. And that's really that's really it with, with Halo 4. I mean, um, it's it's got a lot of positives. I mean, I played it recently in preparation for, for this podcast, and I, I'd say I mostly enjoyed it. 
I had to give it a grade, I'd give it like a, like a B plus. Of course, nowhere near as good as Halo 2, because nothing is. Like, <laughs> in existence. I, I do want to touch on the Prometheans a little bit. I, I, I like... I like the idea of them as part of the sandbox of enemies because you know, um, you know, because this uh, Halo Four doesn't have the flood, so it, it introduces a, another enemy, but then they ally with the Covenant, so then it's kind of like just these weird things. And I don't necessarily hate fighting them, but I, I think that they just get very one note because there's not enough variants of them like five introduces a few more variants of like different types of soldiers kind of similar how there's like different elites or there's like different types of knights and they don't really do as much with that in halo 4 um i was gonna say like but, with the uh, with the bionicles i i feel like i really liked it once like i think it was mission four or five when they come into play i don't really remember and I, I really like the variation yeah. one time, but then oh I think over the like I think it's like the last three or four missions of the game, it's very it's like this linear grind just pounding these bionicle levels, and yeah. I did not like it at all. Like it was just like you that, can't I, do I much with part. those combinations of enemies beyond like at, at one point exactly. they throw like like hundreds of the dogs at you, and that's no, like, yeah, that's, that's all you can do. And I think like maybe I was very uh, what's interesting is like maybe my assessment of verbally was very generous, but I actually my grade for this game would be lower okay. <laughs> than you guys. But I, I think what what kind of when I said it, it had some ups and downs, I feel like you had your emotional moments and story moments that were pretty good. You also had your mixed bag where they fell flat. But also, I feel like what really like uh What's the word? I feel like the biggest mixed bag for me about this game is like the last three or four levels are like a grind of these Promethean levels that I did not like. And that yeah. that's what kind of like yeah. grinded my brain about this game, even though there are like several aspects to it that I actually liked and way more than three. Like, I don't know if I don't know where like Beppy or like where you would take that commentary from there. But I don't know. It's an interesting mixed bag for me that I actually I I think I liked it more than I disliked it, but I, I'm not sure. Also, you guys didn't like the multiplayer, which surprised me because it was my favorite. I never really played it, just, so I kind of just, know, just I like know the scoring system. I mean, I, again, I, have, I haven't played it in forever, so I'm a little rusty on the details. Um, but you know, um, they, the they weapon changed, drops like, and stuff. And... Yeah, and like there, there are certain, like there are certain things that give you like different numbers of, of points. Like it used to just be like Halos one through three very straightforward you kill a guy you get a point in halo 4 killing a guy gives you 10 points and then doing something else gives you five yeah then like Beppy said the weapon drops and uh, uh, I don't loadouts. Know, the, the loadouts yes I dude I didn't I didn't hate that like I thought it was fine I and like um the thing about the point system, the you're right, where you are given different points for various things, you know, whether it's headshots or saving your allies or whatever, um, but it doesn't affect the main score of the game. Like example, like, you know, if the game, I don't know, Slayer goes to 25 points or Slayer goes to 250 or whatever, it's not like if you kill somebody and get a headshot, you, your team doesn't get 15. It still counts as one, to, I mean, to quote Gimli by accident. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, I, I mean, I didn't mind it. I don't know what it is where I, I feel like maybe I'd be the contrarian here because I played it for the first time four months ago. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, the loadouts don't bother me. Like being able to sprint doesn't bother me. I liked how if you did well, there are some like weapon drops and upgrades. I don't hate it. I think it's fine. 
do, do you think maybe that's because you you've come into this series later having played like other shooters with oh probably oh for like, sure you know, like that, yeah. i mean i i think for me like this halo 4 i Be beppy and i i think discussed this when i was playing it i think him and i I don't know if we disagreed, but my opinion was I, it was about time that Halo got a little more modern because when I was playing the Master Chief Collection and like Halo 3 or Halo 2 would pop up in multiplayer, I didn't like it as much. I was like, it feels a little dated to me because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't playing it full gangbusters when it came out. So it's probably my perspective. Okay. suppose that Halo 4 multiplayer isn't like objectively bad. It's just like... I don't know. I'm I'm a man of, of simple taste. Um, before I, I lose the 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 thought completely, I do want to go back to the guns. Oh that's sure. What Greg originally <laughs> prompted me to do. Um, I uh, the human like the UNSC weapons are back with a vengeance in Halo Four, and I fucking that's what love I'm it. saying, dude. It, it like has rifle, some weight. The assault rifle in Halo Four is the best outside of combat evolved. You can headshot jackal snipers with this thing on the open maps and kill them like reliably. Like it's they feel great and they I, sound the assault great. rifle actually feels even the shotgun feels pretty good. Um, you know the the pistol, and it, it's funny too because there's a lot of headshotable enemies uh, in Halo Four. Like the crawlers, one of the main um, bionicles, as you call them, the the, the little dog <laughs> yeah. guys. Uh, if if you hit them on the eye with any one of the headshot weapons, they pop immediately, and it's so satisfying, especially with PC controls like mouse aiming to just go through it, pop, 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 pop. The, the flying like ones that with... they uh, when they blow up, they go. <laughs> oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the stupid drone oh, things. The there's little things satisfying yeah. things here and there about them. I actually don't mind some of their weapons, like the shotgun and the. Uh, oh, the Promethean the weapons. Light rifle. Cool. Yes, yeah, some pretty satisfying yes. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, when we get to Halo Five, I'll have a bone to pick with the Promethean weapon. They changed them. That yeah, kind of touched on in our group um, chat. I, I did want to. I wanted to, to briefly mention that I did enjoy some of the the kind of campaign oriented vehicle segments, like um, when the Mantis comes out. That's like that's such a cool addition to the sandbox, and it's like I, you know, it, that, of of the things they've added, that's pretty high up for me. It's it's so badass. It yeah. really is. I'm glad they brought that back in five too. Yeah, definitely. Point. And the uh, Pelican and the the, the broadsword sequence. Those those are yes, finally great. the Pelican with the respawning light machine gun ammo. Oh, it's yeah. So I I guess I I wish it like felt a little bit more like it, it felt kind of like a mod when you did it. Yeah, a little but, bit. And like yeah. the only enemies you fight are, are phantoms that like. They don't put up any fight at all. It's just, just like, yeah, that segment uh, is you know, it, it deserved better, but it, at least they finally gave it to you because that's yeah. all like I wanted forever. <laughs> yeah. Also, I will say, uh, uh, I, I shat on the DMR and reach. Uh, the 343 DMR is the show. Oh, it's great. Agreed. It, it, it I'm is, glad they brought really it back. Good. It feels great in addition to the yes. battle rifle. Um, the I did want to talk about some, some, um, some moments in this game reminded me of like mass effect and evident evidently really? uh one of the writers on mass effect one and two worked on this game um and so so did the guy that uh wrote halo 5 brian reed so i'm i'm gonna chalk oh, up like the, yeah, the, the anime like the shitty anime bullshit uh up to that guy and a lot of the other stuff just like you know when you're you meet up with uh the humans in the swamp i'm like this is like a mass effect like side quest and um yeah the, the his uh ship the, the bad guy's ship looks kind of like a reaper when it's flying around 
It has the same kind of profile. Oh, yeah. I guess but, so. Uh, which uh, do you know which what the name of the writer, the Mass Effect writer? Because I never uh, actually Armando Trizi. He's not like the lead writer, but that was uh, no. Drew, I, I think I, I, I recognize that but, name. Uh, Drew Compression. Yeah, he's crazy. crazy. Um, I mean, they they definitely um, they had a vision for this game. I just didn't agree with it in every sense. Um, I think it, it it was seemingly was handled a lot more. There's you know a clear theme of humanity. Um, you know, in artificial intelligence and, and wherein you have the dichotomy of the Master Chief grappling with his inhumanity and Cortana, who is perhaps more human than him at this point, um, and grappling with her, you know, impending death. And then you've also got the theme of the Prometheans, which are, are sort of digitized humans. Their souls have been uh, recomposed as, as digital uh, data and and they inhabit these shells um and so that there, there's kind of like it's it's a unified concept of okay this is the direction and i was thinking to myself like after three i was like where could they go with his character and this was pretty much it because i i was like that you know he's not really what 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 sort of defines him is his inhumanity through the books i mean um and they, they kind of dig a little yeah. bit more into that when there was i, I believe the opening cutscene with dr halsey was leaked on youtube and i was like okay let's let's see this and i was like holy shit like they're actually like paying attention to like the deeper canon and and just kind of because there's yeah. so much potential there um and and to an extent that does become an issue because they rely a little bit too much on it um wherein a lot of like the, yeah. the big exposés about the plot happen in the terminals in this game um and that's kind of new that that i mean it's just like so important and i feel like they should have woven that into the story uh, a little bit better <laughs> Yeah, that's what I, I try to, because as much as I love, like, the, the Bungie era, like, um, expanded universe, like, the books and stuff, I, I try not to allow that to color my commentary of the games too much, because I'm very much a proponent of, like, if it's not in the text, it doesn't matter in the sure. moment. Like, you know, like, this comes up with Star Wars a lot, where it's like, no, they explain that in the books, and it's like, no. I'm not reading a fucking book. If the movie doesn't make sense, the movie sure. doesn't make sense. Like, stop. And and so, like, as much as I love the Halo books, most of them, I I try not to use that too much when I'm talking about how good Halo as yeah. a game is. And so, with three four three, when they're bringing that into the games more and actually having it there in front of you, I like that they started to do that. But then they just kind of wrote their own weird shit with. I mean, we're not talking about five right now, but like it, it, it went off the rails a little later. But uh, I, I agree with all of what, what you guys have been saying about um, like, I love all the Chief and Cortana stuff. I love the Chief talks in gameplay a little bit. Yeah, um, I don't know why they, they didn't over, do that. They, they don't overdo it's, it. Like, they don't yeah. overdo it. Like they do it just enough so that you get what he's thinking. And he has a believable back and forth with Cortana. And you kind of get more of a sense of their very close relationship yeah. because they've they, been through they don't together. like because they don't. And, um it's it's always necessary there are some odd ones here and there where it's like these covenants seem more fanatical than the ones we fought before i'm like yeah do they it's pretty much it's the same ones um I mean, if if they like went into that a little bit more deeply you know yeah that, nothing really line, comes to that line sort of a payoff. yeah i mean i i thought um because you know the covenant don't speak english anymore in this one 
Uh, right. so there's something more creepy about them, uh, you know, than they are in, in the previous game. So I, I thought, you know, they were sort of building towards something like why, why these covenant um, are not part of the the truce established in the uh, at the end of Halo Three. They just don't like mine it for like as you know the potential that it has. Um, yeah, just because you know four years have gone by. I mean, I think you know it's it it does it, it is sort of incumbent upon the writers to sort of bridge the gap a little bit better. Because I mean, I, it's just it's again it's not that big of an issue, but I, I I think a little bit more world building wouldn't have been too much to ask for. Yeah, and I feel yeah. the same way about um, the sort of aesthetic decisions, uh, like how. Uh, both the Master Chief's armor and the Forward into Dawn are like completely different designs. Um, and and yeah. they, in the flashback, uh, they, they're still wearing the same armor. And it's just kind of like, uh, just a little bit more attention to detail would have been. Yes, I, I really wish better. that opening cutscene. <laughs> yeah, that would have made way more sense if that opening cutscene, uh, if all the Spartans were wearing Mark V armor. Uh, it also, it's. I also love the uh, the. Um, it's, it's not it, they don't explain it in the game, but um, you know the justification for Master Chief having different armor when he wakes up from Cryo as he did uh, when he went into Cryo sleep at the end of Halo Three. It's like like what was it like nano machines upgraded his armor while he was asleep for the last four. That years was like the, that was like the offhanded. That wasn't it. in the game. That wasn't. Yes. In the, so is that so? That's not even canon, right? They, they just, I don't think I mean, so. If it is, it's in like some expanded. Yeah, universe I, I mean, uh, matters, don't get me wrong. I think his armor looks sick in Halo Four. It's just it it would have been, cool. yeah, it would have been cool if, um, like you, if uh, he he looked the way he did in Halo Three when he woke up, and then maybe like a level or two later, he like got an armor upgrade, and then he looked like that for the rest of the game. Just just for con just for continuity. Yeah. Speaking of armor, I want to talk really quick. I want to mention that I like the armor abilities in this a lot better because they are like fundamental shifts in your ability set rather than just like simple little yeah. weird things like you get like you get that turret you can get the the cloak that's actually pretty cool you know what else uh the they introduce it in the campaign a lot better um the uh because at a certain point um cortana is like oh that elite dropped his whatever like his camo or whatever and then, and it's like okay yeah. so now they're 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 illustrating this is going to be a concept um and I, you know, I, I agree with you. Uh, I speaking of armor as well. Um, the armor sets get really, really ugly, and I think they get yes. even worse in the next game. But that's that's all the story. Um, it just there's so many, and I'm I just want to talk about that briefly. Um, insofar as what exactly is so unappealing about them, um, I don't know. They just don't look as as sort of utilitarian as as the other ones did in like halo reach halo 3 yeah like they don't look like they've been sort of designed with a purpose in mind they look very kind of anime like evangelion or something and there's a lot of like very like yeah you know high visibility i guess i don't know if they're just trying something different but it just i don't like it at all yeah it's well the, the, the thing too um that i want to actually when you when you bring up aesthetic design too is i they're um they've ruined the uh, sort of distinct enemy design of the Bungie games, where the second you look at an enemy in any of the Bungie games, you know exactly what it is. You know what type of elite it is. You know how his like what kind of shields he has, what kind of weapons he can bring to bear. 
the elites are the backbone of the Covenant, more or less, and they're they're very ostentatious and honor bound. They care about displaying like rank and you know uh station and power so like yeah big headdresses when, when your office your officers are wearing like gold and like bigger headdresses you have honor guards <laughs> that are wearing red and gold it's that's like a really good point. that's that's part of their culture and part of their purpose you know like and like and then you have the black spec ops you know enemies and oh stuff yeah like that. it's like okay when you, you see those guys you know okay these are the ones that really need business <laughs> because these grunts carry fuel rod cannons that explode after they die like oh my god they have no distinct silhouettes they have no distinct coloration well i think a lot weird. of this is, is sort of chalked up to this being this this new faction of covenant or you know a a cousin race of the elites um but they just kind of suck and like the storm rifle sucks yeah. and suppressor sucks God, the fucking storm. The, yeah the, a lot of a lot of the covenant weapons kind of suffer um the, the plasma pistol yeah especially it, it the battery drains so unbelievably fast and i hate the concussion rifle yeah. it was in the last game i didn't talk about it i hate it it's like a a shitty replacement for the brute shot um yes. really stupid yeah uh, plasma rifle's work. gone too carbine carbine still, still good, good. Still, still, good. still my favorite. That was a still problem good. I had Never with bad. the loadouts was that the you that you can just choose that and it just breaks. It's like it's an, it's unbelievable. It's so it's such an incredible weapon. And, and the only the only like huge whiff I'm gonna throw out there is the pulse grenade because that fucking sucked. It's the most useless <laughs> fucking the, thing. <laughs> yes. the thing is, it sucks until you land a really good throw with it, and then it just fucks up whatever. Oh, yeah. But you, you but have to be no like radius. unbelievably precise. Like right otherwise, it's completely yes. useless. Just like the the aesthetic of the Promethean weapons. Uh, you know, cool idea. Way, uh, yeah, they, I mean they, they come together on, on in their your own, hands. Uh, yeah, that's. I was just gonna get to that though. The way they just sort of. Uh, they seem to be held together by like an energy field, and you see them like assemble and disassemble in, yeah. in midair like that. It's very anime. I don't know. It well, just that doesn't... is, I, I do appreciate the, their commitment to kind of revitalizing the Forerunner architecture in this game. Like, I think it, they did a reasonably good job. I think with you know a more advanced console generation, you could have gotten a little bit more out of it, like with you know Sentinels flying around or you know whatever, it's like kind of busy. Uh, AI systems working on things. Um, I, I don't know. I, I thought it because you know they're kind of dormant until you get to this planet, which is the main setting of this game, right? Yeah. But um, uh, to to finish my thought about the the guns. So this this harkens back to like why may, my main issues with this game surround gameplay. Um, I I off I just maybe I'm just terrible, but I I I find I found that I would run out of ammo so often. And I just you constantly be scavenging the battlefield for new yeah. guns. Yeah, because I, I mean, because yes. the main problem is that I mean the knights—they're not necessarily difficult, but they're just bullet sponges. Yep. You know. Yeah. It's it, uh, it kind of brings like bullet sponge Halo way too far because it's kind of that kind of shooter anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? Where people take a lot of bullets, yeah. and this game's like, oh my god, I'm exhausting so many rounds to do anything. It kind of well, makes also it, like not yeah. really clear like their shields, uh, you know how where they are kind of you know break or whatever like because the elites was very clear yeah. like okay and then it pops um it's it's kind of like harder to notice uh on them they don't flicker how, right. how do you... i'll talk about this more in in yeah. five but because uh, i think it was a bigger issue in five but um they almost force you to use the weapons of who you're fighting in this a lot more they don't make like the human weapons readily available as yeah. much 
uh, or like, or whatever. And like the covenant, they kind of want you to just like keep throwing away whatever you have and picking up a new one, which was kind of the strategy always. Like you'd always be looking for the highest battery plasma rifle. If that's yeah, what you it's just a little more lopsided in this one. You do get a little bit like a, it's kind of a cluttered uh, weapon palette um, in this one. Yeah, so why don't we uh, sort of get into the story? I think it's pretty action-packed. Um, it proceeds pretty much as I would have ever imagined that a, a, a sequel to Halo 3 would. I like the way that they tell it mostly through the Chief's eyes, or like you're always kind of with him. Uh, it, right. it doesn't cut away to big cutscenes very often. It does, but not very often. Um, so it, it, especially for the first half until you meet up, really meet up with like the crew of the infinity and like all that stuff, it very much feels like this sort of, you're stuck with chief and Cortana on Requiem and just, you know, figuring out what the fuck is going on. Um, I really like that first half, especially where you're just kind of, yeah, very classic halo, you know, just the two of them, you know, going on a yeah. little adventure. Um, I thought it was pretty executed pretty well. There are, I do want to bring up the uh, quick time events, which are <laughs> for some reason oh, yeah. in like this this mission and the last mission exclusively. And yeah. I have no idea why, but it uh, they couldn't I mean, figure it, out how to do cool melee combat. I guess. I mean, it, it was it was kind of a game of that era, though, right? What year did this game come out? 2013? 12. 2012. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a game of that era. So, like, if you're if you're expecting like the Call of Duty thing, pull a knife out of yourself or crawl by pressing A, you're gonna get yeah. it, right? Yeah. Or press press F to pay respects. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I think I think typically you just want to avoid quick time events in in, the, in development of any game, like whatsoever. It's just like you, like, why not just have all, have it all play out in a cutscene? You know? I mean, dude, like, quick time events are like it's just it's just a thing of that era. Yeah, uh, I mean, I. I like it overall. I mean, again, it's it's a little, little convoluted and a little strange. But my issue with it is it it doesn't quite feel like Halo. I mean, the Covenant are, are there, but um, they're not the focus of the story at all. They're just kind of, they're just like an enemy for you to fight. Again, they, none of them speak English. There there aren't any cutscenes with them, and they <laughs> they complaining about like Covenant foreigners. None of them speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to. Uh... Infowars. Fucking uh, racist. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. That's, um, wow, that is Halo funny. Wars, Christ. Uh, okay. Oh, dude, that's damn funny. I'm going to act that guy Christ. now, dude. He's still Man. thriving. Yeah, he led dude. the assault on DC, apparently. He was one of the yeah. march oh, leaders. Jesus Christ, thank you. <laughs> that's what, uh, that's what uh, Jewel M. Dama is to this, uh, <laughs> yes. to this universe. It's just... It's definitely the, I think, story-wise, if we're only counting the first four games, it's definitely the weirdest one of the bunch. It's just... <laughs> yes. Yes. Very, very uh, much so. So, but, you know, I, I think it's very well-paced. I think um, I, I, sure, it's, yeah. it's got a, it's got a, you know, it's, I think it's more cinematic than the first three, for sure. I think what matters is how, um, like, like, the main focus of the story is the character stuff between Chief and Cortana. So even if you don't like... Uh, what's what's happening conceptually, or if you don't like just the plot, I, I think it's you know more than made up for by um, the the chief and Cortana uh, progression plot line. Yeah. In general, from a writing standpoint, anytime you have like the weakest plot and like the dumbest you know movies, TV, whatever, can be saved by having characters that people like and, and want to see succeed or want to see what happens. 
to them. And I think that's what, like you said, I think that's what saves this from whatever issues it has. Um, yeah. There's some really nice scenes. Like, I, I love the scene where she's um, she's looking out over the sunset. She's like, she's like, I can tell you everything about about that sun, where it is, how hot it is. I, I forget what she says exactly, and then uh, it culminates in her saying, "But I'll never know if it feels real." It's it's a very, and it's a very humanizing moment for her. And I, just okay, the, the first three, moment. yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. The first, the first three games never never really had anything like that. You know, Cortana was always just so like you know cold, calculated. Well, you know this. This game paid off a lot of stuff that I was expecting in Halo 3, and that was one of them, like her sort of falling apart because- That's a good point. This uh, kind yeah, of delivers that, on a lot of Halo 3 stuff that didn't ever happen. Yeah, like the Pelican <laughs> and, and learning more about the Forerunners, and it just it just kind of scratched a lot of itches that I had at the end of that trilogy. Yeah, and um, just being, being interrupted every fucking two minutes while, you know, while you're in just the, the flow yeah, of Yeah, there is actually none yeah. of that in this game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Believe it or not. You know, it's all very Sorry. fluid. Uh, uh, I, I actually, I do want to say one thing. I think because you do, there is a halo ring in this. Uh, this is a good point. Uh, I'd, I'd like to segue into something here. This is actually the only time in the game that you hear uh, the halo chant. It's not yep. in the opening uh, menu as it usually is. Um, and I think honestly, it works really well in this. Um, because you know, I, I don't I don't love the score of this game. I think that it's the, it's the guy from Massive Attack. He I think he did a really a really you know unique job. Um, I think some of the work is is kind of memorable. Just to try something else, I think it's kind of cool. Um, and it really makes the moments of this campaign where you do hear a piece of familiar music all the m more affecting because it's sort of. Re reminding you of of times gone by and when you hear the halo chant as you're passing by it it's kind of like if only it were so simple that we were still you know dealing with a halo ring and now we've got this fucking anime villain yeah <laughs> so there there no there are a few memorable tracks off the um the soundtrack i um i love uh the, like the second half of the the menu music where um everything sort of quiets down you you hear the trombone and then uh, the <laughs> strings swell. Do you know what part I'm talking about? It's yeah, uh, it's, pretty cool. It's, my, it's yeah, it's my favorite. It's my favorite moment from that entire score. And then one one seven, the the uh, the music you hear when you're flying the um, the broadsword, which um, incidentally I think was one of the or if not the only uh, only piece written by uh, Kazuma Janucci and not Neil Davidge. Yeah, who does Halo Five score, which we'll yeah. we'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> No, I I, uh, I just want to. I I think that it. I, I don't know. I, I, that score I think is just. I have a lot more gripes with it than this one. I think this oh, one totally. sort of served its purpose as a think, yeah. kind of refresher. Um, Halo Four is, I think, in a lot of ways utilitarian because we talked about the the visual aesthetic. I think the soundtrack is also very utilitarian with a few sure. notes that you guys have already pointed out. It's. It's not as boilerplate, blockbuster, generic as Five is, but it, right. it's it's approaching that. I think there's not as many weird instrumentations and unique standout moments. It's there yeah. is some good stuff there, and it serves. Its purpose, there there are but... a few singable melodies in there. Um, I I like how atmospheric it is in a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. The, the only the only parts that really take me out of the game are the parts that sound like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on on the. Uh... 
on the audio uh, end of things, this is actually uh, the first time that Steve Downs and Jen Taylor were in the booth together. And I think it really oh, wow. shows. They have a lot of uh, just ge- a lot of genuine, uh, palpable kind of emotional chemistry that, that comes through. And I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't think that, that some people are like, oh yeah, this was like a love story. And I didn't, I didn't look at it that way at all. I, I didn't feel like, that. I, I just kind of no. like, I was. I think they're you know, right, dude. Like, I don't, I, maybe you guys disagree. Like as soon as you said that, I don't think they're wrong. Like why, why is, I, I don't know, beyond technical reasoning, why is there so much personal connection between Master Chief and, and Cortana? Like, why do they keep doing it? Because right? they, they've worked together for so long, you know? Is that I love, Derek? I mean, I love you. You and I perform together all the time. <laughs> right. I, well, for, for me, I... Sorry, I mean in a musical <laughs> sense. You're, but hey, but Greg, Greg, you're, Greg. Yes. You're not, you're not inside my head, though, you know? Oh, I or fucking am, you? dude. Oh, you're inside mine oh, when I... Knows. Sorry. Yeah. I so <laughs> To be honest, Greg, I think about you all the time. I have a violent <laughs> reaction to shippers. Um, oh, sure. And, I do, too. And, and so that's my... That's where the instinct to say no comes in. But I, it's definitely an interpretation that they leave open and one that is not incorrect. Yeah. But me, I, I look at it more as like, this is his, like, aside from the Spartans that are left that he grew up with, who we meet in five. Um, it's the closest know, thing to a connection that he it's has. It's the closest thing to a, a friend that he Even has. And it's so badly done in five, I forgot until yeah. you just said that. But oh, sorry, yeah. going. But, well, but like, yeah, we'll so get there. It, you know, it's he. He has been a soldier since his, his entire life. He's been a soldier as long as he can remember, and this is, you know, his closest comrade, even closer than than you know the Spartans that he grew up with. In a lot of ways, it's, you know, this is somebody who has been there through his toughest missions. They ended a war together. You know, they saved the galaxy together. Went through hell to get her out of high charity and Yeah, all that like they've shit. been through so much together that I, I think it transcends you, you could say it is maybe a love story, but it transcends like a traditional way that we understand romance. It's just like I, I've read a lot and dealt a lot with like the bonds between soldiers and how yeah. it's like they they can hate each other, but it's like still this thing where it's like, No, we're, you know, on a fob in the middle of a valley in Afghanistan with thirty eight other guys me and you can't afford to hate each other like this where you know we're bonded we're blood brothers no i was gonna say like all the points you just brought up to me that that reinforces the point that yes it is a love story it just you know maybe isn't a romantic one or sexual one you know what i mean right that they're also not capable of uh sexual um feelings (laughs) don't worry i'll censor that they're 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 chemically castrated (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about them yeah Uh, and you have to you have to actually also consider the freudian uh, implications and that dr halsey was sort of a mother figure to the master chief when they were kids and cortana is is based on her brain i believe that's why they share this voice actress yes so i don't know it's it's a nice little weird fucked up story (laughs) no it definitely (laughs) is and i i remember um just kind of getting towards the end here the uh scene where uh the master chief has a nuclear weapon and he's he's has to detonate it at the heart of the the enemy ship um really cool and i remember one of my friends at the time was like that was so stupid how he he survived a nuclear blast and i'm like i don't like disagree but it was i don't know when when they're uh 
when she gets him out of there and they have that last conversation, it's it's just very like surreal. It's very kind of in its own little universe. I liked it. I don't know. I thought it was sad. <laughs> Can we yeah. talk about Del Rio really quick? Oh how, yeah, how hilarious oh, he is. Like <laughs> everything a shit. officer should not be. Yeah. He's just re- <laughs> no. he's he's just really mean, and then he's not in the game anymore. I think yeah. it's true. Here's here's something I'd like to bring up because I think that this game and the following one, despite their best efforts, they just don't have the right dynamic in terms of all the character archetypes. I think it's just like something about it. It just doesn't mix well. Um, like like Sarah Palmer is is a new Spartan and she's like a very nothing character. Yeah. Um, the uh, Lasky is is probably the closest one to a successful new character. I would say. Um, he's he's no, I, kind of I friendly. Like that guy. Yeah, he's 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 just kind of like he has a little tiny bit of history with the Master Chief. They kind of. It's it's kind of cool that they have a dynamic that they both lived this long um, and they are still kind of thriving. Um, and then this guy, uh, the the Del Rio, is the captain of the Infinity, the the advanced UNSC warship uh, that that you have to rescue. Um, he's just a huge asshole, and it's it's really funny because he's not wrong about his assertions. Like he's yeah. like like Cortana is clearly like malfunctioning and dying and, and is going to jeopardize everything. So in his perspective, I, you know, I don't blame him at all, but when he kind of, this is something that I was, I thought had a lot of potential and they kind of botch and uh, moving forward is the notion of master chief's obsolescence. Like they introduced the Spartan force in yeah. this and Spart- master chief is a Spartan too. Um, so it's kind of like he's, they, they, actually directly to talk about it like he's he's an obsolete uh piece of hardware and you know it's kind of like where does he go you know he doesn't he can't retire he doesn't have like the humanity that everyone else does and it's they i don't know i thought that was really effective and that's why they kind of part ways for a little bit they abandon master chief on requiem to deal with the didact who is the enemy he's a forerunner who has survived all this time in, in a sort of a capsule. Um, he looks really ugly. Uh, <laughs> he looks like uh, uh, he's just more bionicles, I guess. He looks very bionicle. Potential hot take. I like the didact. Yeah. I, I, I think he's actually pretty good. I like because I, I, in general, don't really like the Forerunner stuff uh, that they yeah. focused on. But I actually like his motivation where he's just like, dude, the humans fucked everything up we need to digitize them use them as cannon fodder and you know (laughs) as you do yeah and and like i i like that he has he's not just like an evil asshole he's just like an extremist well he's a he's something of a relic himself and they've both they've both kind of been on ice for for exactly relative amounts of time i thought it was good i i felt I felt good about, you know, okay, we need to stop this guy. Yeah. I think it was just like his his telekinesis. I was like, he could just fucking tear the Master Chief apart in two seconds and he's just yeah. not. It's it's I, I uh, feel the same way about the uh the, the knights being able to teleport. It's like you you'd think they would they would use that ability way more than they, they actually effectively. do. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's and especially it's like uh I, I know I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but in this game and five, right? When 
uh, when you know the forerunner planet, uh, you know, to, when when its defenses activate, they you know they send the knights and the soldiers and the crawlers on you, and they they just sort of teleport out of nowhere. You would think that like wh- why not just why not just apparate like a million of them instead of just <laughs> instead of just a, a low enough it's number. True. Like for, sky's for the limit, you know? Just it's, go for it. Exactly, because <laughs> there's clearly no shortage of them. Uh, but oh, anyway, so, uh, so on the topic of the the didact, how uh, do you guys how do you guys feel about them uh, retconning humans being forerunners? Because um, we talked about that, was, that a little bit already. Did we? Uh, in Halo me- Three, I mean, I, it, it's it's. Uh, I think whatever. it works better, honestly. And and it's not that this is like so much better, but I, I think it's kind I, of a lateral move. I think I, that's yeah, the best way I, to it's just, I'm I'm kind of over the sci-fi trope of like it was actually the humans that were the ones who did everything and are advanced, but then somehow like got knocked down, whatever. Well, Prometheans, that's it's the same thing. The Prometheans are are uh, are the representative. Yeah, of mean, the you know trying to steal the fire and the technology yeah. and being you know yeah. having your liver devoured by a crow for eternity <laughs> that's what it feels like to play halo 5. <laughs> i mean they, they might as well have just gone somewhere else with it because they do absolutely nothing with it in halo 3. So, i do um, like um the the epilogue where uh it's kind of putting a pin on that. It's a nice little conclusion where the point is to show the Master Chief's humanity and it ends with uh, his armor being taken off and on a legendary ending, you see the first glimpse of his face, which is yeah, really cool. The, the, the nice thing about the ending too is it doesn't really, uh, there aren't a whole lot of loose ends there. So you can- You can, you you can just canonize that. That's can, the last yes, one. You can, you can just easily enough pretend <laughs> that there's no more games after that. Halo 4 It's beautiful. Is, I mean, they've Halo told the core the emotional end. story. Like, like Cortana's gone. And yep. they play like, the music. Oh my God, it's perfect. I mean, and as, as far as you know, the the flood is is still dealt with. So you know, yeah, yeah. Didact is still out there technically. But... Yeah, yeah, he I gets mean, thrown it, into a tornado and never yeah. comes back. <laughs> well, is, isn't there a post credits where he's like, he's he's like, we, we still have the mental responsibility? I I couldn't tell if that was like like present or past or oh, I don't even know. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, In FEMA case, finds him somewhere after the tornado, and then you know, <laughs> and, and, then, and then we go from there. That's Halo Infinite. You know what yeah, I just realized? Um, the way the way you guys were talking about Del Rio a few minutes ago, he's just Walter Peck from Ghostbusters. He's technically right, but he's oh yes, so nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I actually forgot to tie up my my thought on that. Is that it goes nowhere? Like when you get back to Earth, it, like he gets fired like off screen. Yeah, last, last <laughs> just yeah, like, like wow, way, way to really reinforce there's, that. There's some expanded there's lore a couple drop balls. I think he actually they they make like he makes Admiral I think in the expanded lore, but like. It's Bring a, it's him kind, back. It's kind of a command where they like want to get rid of him, I think. And he's voiced like, yeah. by the guy from Aliens. That's awesome. Which guy from Aliens? The um, I forget his name. He's one of the oh. Marines. Oh really? Yeah. Is, um, he the, is he the game over man guy? No. No, Bill Paxton. That would, that would be awesome. I'd be flipping oh, out no. if it was Bill Paxton. He should have been. Uh Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter in this game as Marines. I really? I heard them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, They're having a very like banal conversation, actor, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, before we before we wrap up here, I just want to talk about um, the failure of Spartan Ops. Um, how oh, sure. was, how that Wait was it. their planned like bridge between four and five, and it was going to be a season by season kind of thing, and there was only one season. <laughs> it was just like very kind of repetitive, like kind of firefighty situations on the same maps over and over again, and it's just like. Oh, it was Mark like, Ralston. 
that's who it was. Sorry, uh, that was Del Rio. Um, yeah, the yeah, smart, yeah, yeah. The smart gunner guy that gets burned by the acid. Right. Anyway, um, no, but uh, I don't know if you guys played that at all, but it was just kind of, I was kind of hanging on to see Requiem is actually destroyed at the end of it. And that's like the yeah. only meaningful thing that happens. I don't remember like anything from it. <laughs> but they, it's, it's really funny that um, I, I learned recently they were originally going to have your character from that be in Fireteam Osiris as your main character in five. <laughs> it was just it was like so meaningless. So they replaced really? him with Buck. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> yeah, yep, that's uh, that was a wise one there. No one's gonna, no one's gonna miss that shit. I so would know. it just been like a Noble Six situation where it's like their appearance and then either a male or a female? I voice think so. Okay. So I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of is going forward. <laughs> Sarah Palmer too was just like you said, such a nothing character. Very like, abrasive. Kinda, it, very like, like uh, playing. Yeah, like playing through it again recently uh, to cram for this. I just remember like when you first meet her, uh, when you first link up with the Infinity Crew, her first thing is to like, she says like, I thought you should. She, tell she her. like negs you. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like. Well, even that, like, I, th I think it would have been a cool, like, little anime uh, relationship there where they, like, you know, rivals Spartans. I just think I would have appreciated, you know, her at least just being like, oh, pleasure to meet you, sir. Yeah, and, I mean, like, she, I somebody. You, I guess you, you think Lasky is beating for. a literal war hero who just saved the galaxy. Yes, I, I, was just, I was just going to say that. You'd think, like, somebody would have more reverence toward somebody who... Um, save the galaxy multiple That's what I times. think they were going for and then it just like it kind of didn't they didn't do enough with it. I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I um you know I you know I I played Halo 4, you know, like I said earlier during during quarantine, you know, I didn't play it when it came out. So like for me, you know, I enjoyed the multiplayer and I thought it had some good story moments. There were some that I didn't like as much as others, but I did get a couple of feels like, you know, from the sort of looking or I'm looking at Nick now, the love story between Master <laughs> Chief and Cortana. And you know what? There were some moments that I thought were pretty good. I think the flaws of this game really come down to the linear bionicle levels where everything's a bullet sponge and takes forever. It is a very, very, the level design is pretty poor. There's a lot of symmetry and linear kind of yeah, designs. It really, the last three levels are where it just, it's kind of a grind, but I'm like generally positive on this game besides it was kind of baby's first level design in, yeah, in terms yeah. of go here, press button. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. But I, dude, I really, I thought it was okay, man. Yeah, I, this gets like a, you know, I don't know, a B minus for me, I guess. Sure. I think I thought it was fine. But you, Beppe, you can go from there if you have anything else to add. Yeah, I guess um, I think what they could have, what could have benefited this game a lot is a little bit more thought when it came to the level design in terms of something I actually liked that they kind of nailed as they moved forward the bungee years uh, was how sort of lived in the spaces were and I didn't get that feeling really in this game at all and I mean I guess that was kind of the point because life hadn't touched those areas for so long but I think it would have been more interesting if it was at least like overgrown a little bit more or, you know just had a little bit more character to it um, I did I think a few other standout moments I had were um, I was actually kind of affected by the when the scientist dies when she gets like vaporized. I thought it was a pretty good like vocal performance of, of the, that character and how doomed like that whole station was. And it, it was it lent itself well to to building up the climax. I don't know. It's 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 overall it's 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 a very very good game. I would place definitely in the upper half somewhere. 
Um, I guess we're going to do rankings next episode, but um, yeah, I, I, I do like it. It's just frustrating little things here and there that, that keep it from being better. Um, so yeah, uh, overall, um, I get, I, I give it a B or a B plus. Uh, I would play it again. Uh, I, I enjoyed it uh, on my most recent playthrough. Uh, and I don't, I just think it gets more hate than it deserves. You know, I mean, because I, I feel that people listening, people listening right now, I'm sure are very confused because we are of the very unpopular opinion of liking this game more than Halo 3, which right. is blasphemy <laughs> to a lot of Halo fans. Sure. But no, uh, I know. that's, uh, but yeah, I'm, dude, I'm kind of with you where like I kind of liked Halo 4 better than 3 as well. Um, I, you know, the plot itself of the actual like what's going on around all of that, um, I think is was a good first step towards what I think they wanted to do, which was expand more on the ancient um, stuff and, you know, try to take the story in a new direction. Um, it obviously fell apart, but um, I think <laughs> gameplay wise, uh, this is one of the stronger entries in, in the series as a whole. Um, I think the weapons, the weapons feel here is, is back to a um, notable standard. I think a lot of the, at least the human weapons in this and a lot of the Promethean weapons in this, I think feel really good. Um, I, I just wish that ammo was more plentiful for a lot of the more fun ones, uh, as, as Derek said a bunch of times. Um, and I wish the Covenant weapons weren't so stupid for the most part, except for my beloved carbine, which if they ever fuck that up, I will, I will do bad things. Um, but uh, I, I, here on goddamn GameCube, <laughs> a first. There is, uh, and, and you know, there's there's some really good vehicle stuff in this. Like, there's a couple of tank sections that are really cool. Uh, I think the whole thing with the mammoth is really fun. That little set piece. Uh, my favorite levels are, as I think a couple of you guys have said, the the first few. Uh, and I like the story and the atmosphere of the first half. But also, I actually really like the um, the station before it gets uh, composed or whatever. Um, when yeah, that's pretty urgent. Station. That's cool. I, I really like, yeah, the urgency, the pacing of that level. I like defending the um, the the docking bay when they're just sending, you know, drop ships in, and they just give you like almost every weapon to play with on the classic side. Kayla. And you're it's just perfect. like running around with helping the security guys out and just shooting. It's it's great. I love. That's actually probably my favorite level is Ivanov Research Station. It's all Covenant. That's a yeah. big surprise. It's all Covenant. You get <laughs> access to all the weapons. It's really cool. I like that one yeah but yeah uh so i mean i would say overall this game plays really well other than you know the anything with the prometheans essentially the visual design uh is is kind of ho-hum utilitarian very lacking in distinct silhouettes um and you know the uh, audio uh sounds good but the music could use a little more um iconography i guess uh, but overall, uh, as I said before, uh, probably I would say I would give it a B plus, and I, I definitely plan on playing it again on PC because it's fun as hell on PC to just get those headshots. Oh yeah! All right, so Greg, what are we discussing next week? Ugh. Um, yeah. So next week we're going to be discussing Halo Five. Unfortunately, um, I <laughs> oh, boy. I have no Sorry. idea. Yeah, it's one of the. <laughs> I mean, listen. Best game um, ever made. Yeah, oh, the God. Doom soundtrack is actually playing in my head right now already. Yeah. As I Dude, Jesus the, the, Christ! The, the, the Halo Five soundtrack is playing in my head actually. <laughs> Shut Dude, up! I, what does it sound? Shut like? up! You can't remember. <laughs> no, I. So yeah, I can't. I can't wait to talk about that game. Um, so anyway, we're gonna let you guys go for now. But uh, next week is Halo Five. Thank you. <laughs>